Welcome back to another episode of After Office Hours. I'm Scooter. Joined with me again is Noobsy and Jake. And, uh, you know, we're going to hop right into this episode. You know, I mean, I kind of want to start with the meme of Canada. I know we're kind of skipping schedule, but uh, that's going to be super fast. You didn't, um, <sighs> you didn't plug in your router. No, didn't, you didn't plug, plug in, in your router. I think, I think Rogers forgot to pay the electricity bill, actually. Yeah, what was it like living in olden times no phone no internet um i mean i want to start with like the fact that it took me way too long to figure it out because you know internet should work so i restarted my router and then you know restarted my network switch and i was like hmm nothing and still nothing's happening ran around my house restarted again restarted my pc so you know i got logged out of everything and then I realized, huh, I don't have any signal on my phone, which isn't unusual because, I, you know, I live in a basement, so my signal down here is shit anyway. Uh, went upstairs, went to the front door, and nothing. And I was like, oh, fuck, my phone's out too. This must be like, you know, maintenance or something. Uh, and no, yeah, I sat until I think like seven in the morning because I was supposed to be working. I was doing my other job. And middle of working, internet cuts out, sat till seven in the seven in the morning trying to finish work. Couldn't log back into Adobe Premiere or anything. And then uh yeah, good old Canada went blank for twenty-three, twenty-four hours. Some people still don't have it. And uh yeah, it was, you know, a lot of talking during the day. You know, I actually ha had to go back to conversating with people. So I just stupid. Don't understand how an entire country <laughs> loses internet an entire first world country loses and I, internet and i won't get political but that's the problem with the triopoly dude only like two major companies and then one third company and that's all the choices we have like so so <laughs> stupid anyway <laughs> on that note let's hop into the pv updates we got it you guys got anything to talk about Nope. No, <laughs> not that we can talk about yet. No, yeah, yeah. no, hopefully, nothing we can really talk about yet. Hopefully, something in a future episode. But yeah, so I mean, there's not much else. I mean, anything we've really talked about, we've kind of posted on social media, and then the big thing we're all focused on right now is the final game of uh, NAL Stage Two, taking on the Sonics on Tuesday. I think we're the second game of the day. That's gonna be. Tough to watch. It'll be kind of crazy because between second and eighth, there's only two points that separate everybody. See, so that, that's that's, the that's scary one part. win. That's that's just a regulate regulation win, you know. It's, well, let me tell you. Oh, that's regulation win puts them, you know, one point behind. Laz. Four of the team, one points behind Sonics. Yeah. Or, uh, Laz, Gunner, Eska, Penguin, and the man Kool-Aid with Smitty behind him. They've been cooking. Yeah, they have been, been cooking. It's Berlin time. 7-3 dub over the Sonics. I like it. With a prediction already. I'm throwing it in. I am confident Ooh. in the boys. They have been steamrolling everyone. I will it's that say, time. Um, we're going back to the international stage, baby. <laughs> I mean, it's, we're about due, so. 
I will say the really nice thing about this game is that we just have to win it. It doesn't matter if it's yep. OT, it doesn't matter if it's regulation, we yep. just have to win it and we're a hundred percent guaranteed to go to Berlin. Yep. So if we end up losing or losing OT, then it becomes a dice roll of who wins, who loses. Yeah, I think I think if we lose in OT, I think we got an eighty percent chance still. And if we lose in regulation, I think it's only like a twenty four percent chance or something. But yeah. The good thing we have going for us is tiebreakers. Like we hold a lot of tiebreakers over teams. So if the if the run differential is even, then we hold the head to head on Astralis, Xset, Space Station, and TSM, who are all the like close ones to us. The only one is Dark, Dark Zero. Zero. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dark and, and Sonics if they beat if I mean if they beat us, they're gonna be above us anyway. Um but that's gonna be close for sure. Now I've been, I mean, our predictions, the years was spot on, Jake, the 7-1 yep. calling the Brazil on Mirage. All of us were way off on, One TSM, way ticket. on TSM. We were all way off. We thought it was going to be closer. I mean, I don't know what, what happened you? with TSM. I mean. Nothing happened with TSM. It was just PB stepped up to the plate. We got I our mean, groove. Oh, yeah, 7-3, yeah. Yeah, we we stomped them. That was surprising. I mean, I, that's that's one thing that drove me crazy is nobody was giving them credit. Everybody was saying TSM just wasn't their day. Or, our only ally on the or, desk was a coin. It or, true, hear true. me out. Our boys are like that. They're nasty and they win those. See, we we knew that they could do this though. You know what's that's interesting? Why? A lot of the like i get it we haven't had the best performance on at this stage but villa what is like you know we built up this reputation don't take we pb to villa and then people are like oh you know it's fine it's villa and it's like okay we've let a few games slip on villa but it's still one of our better maps like and i'm, I'm not even talking from the team because obviously i don't know the team's map pool like or their favorites i haven't had a chance to speak to them but it's still Villa. It's still rated up there as one of our best maps. You know, it was our CL map for a reason. And it, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just think people are overlooking that a little. I mean, maybe some egos coming into play. Not saying TSM in, in, in general, but, um, you know, I think it's pretty easy to look at a map and go, nah, we're better. And then realize, well, maybe we shouldn't have gone to Villa. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean... We definitely that won the map field. for me just to just to see them step up because we knew that they've been able to do this you know a whole, there was a whole lot of dropped games earlier in the stage where they just weren't playing patient i mean it was a very patient smart calculated game all the angles were calculated all the peaks and strategies were calculated they were they were just moving around the map perfectly and psm never got their feet under them even the rounds they did win were sloppy. Like they, they were just kind of winging it at that point. So it was it was a good game to watch. Yeah, and it's I don't know. So let's you know we didn't do this last week, but let's play a little fun game, I guess. Um, play day nine. We're gonna take predictions for all the games. We don't have to do score. We'll do score for our all game. The games mm. um and I'll, I'll say them out loud because so you guys don't have to pull them up um so the day starts east coast tsm uh. 
I, okay. I'll start us off only because it's kind of a hot take, but I think TSM are probably going to be mentally out of it. I think Beast Coast are going to take it. Oh, I Why? see. I was going to say that. I see your point. However, I think this is a rebound game for TSM. It's a must win. Their back's against the wall. Um, I think it's going to go... I know you said no scores, but I think it's either going to be 7-5 Beast Coast or 8-7 TSM. I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I think this this is a game where experience comes into play, where TSM knows where they're at and they need to win. Yeah, and I think... And they're a team that'll, that'll show up and do it. it it'll come but, down to as well if Beast Coast are mentally out of it or not, because they are statistically fully out of it. They are eliminated. Like Yeah. High spoiler. And I mean, they then, got yeah, nothing then, to lose. then again, they could just play like that. I mean, they want the more S. I mean, because you have to remember, like, yes, they're out of major, but SI points are still online. So the higher you place, you know, TSM are going to want that SI spot. Where I was going to go with that is this could also be like a classic, oh, there's nothing to play for. Let's try some real funky stuff. Yeah. And just pull out some some ranked AP plays that just run rampant and work. Yeah, exactly. And it's like they literally could not even call anything and play it like it's a, you know, matchmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I mean, let's get this is probably well, it's the most important game of the day for us. And I think PB, for a lot PB of fans, too. Yeah, it's it's I'm, it's a PB call from all of us. Obviously, we're not going to fucking vote against yeah. us. Um, I, I, I liked your 7-3 prediction. I think that's probably going to be the closest, actually. I think 7-3, seven, 7-4. Seven, I don't think yeah. Sonics will go to OT. Um, I don't think we'll let it go to OT. And if it does go to OT, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of pressure there. But like I said earlier, we need to win regardless. So doesn't matter how. Just yeah, win it. It doesn't matter how. Just win it. Um, Jake, you, you threw out the 7-3, right? Okay. Yeah. And I assume both of you, just to double check, you are voting PV. <laughs> yes. Well, no I'm just question. kidding. No, 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 no question. All PV all day. All right. Uh, sorry, I was just looking at my other monitor. Um, okay, DZ Mirage. I mean, I think that one's pretty easy. <laughs> Dark Zero. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hear me out. Hear me out. Everyone's saying Dark Zero. I know. I know. Throwing all my channel points on Mirage. It's time. They're showing up. They're taking it. It's Mirage time. They're taking down DZ. Trust in the process. We're getting two Canadian victories this play day. They've been looking better. I just don't think they're going to take I mean, this is make or break for DZ. And uh, I think they want to take another major. So I I don't think. I I I think it's going to be DZ like seven. 7-2 7-2 right, Realistically just because Sonics. Just because I want to get my 100% You know Win ratio for this week uh, I'm, I'm actually going to go DZ I'm not going to gonna pick for memes <laughs> Alright Noobsy I assume you're probably the same page but It's DZ But we're to note 7-5 Mirage beat Sonics last week So it's yeah. It's possible but DZ is Is a good Wait, team Mirage, so. Mirage won was it the yep. second play day of last week or the first day? Uh, uh, second. 
second. They beat Sonic. That means you know what that means. My channel points are looking nice. They're looking nice. All right. So uh, second last game of the day, Oxygen versus Axat. This is another really important one for the day because I believe Axat's fifth. They're just out. Yeah. So Oxygen. I mean, Oxygen have qualified. They are going to the Berlin Major, but they could gatekeep this really hard for Axat if they beat Axat. Exat are gonna have I think here I'm gonna pull up the stats now because I'm actually just really curious uh, But I'm pretty sure it's it'll be close to a zero percent chance if they if they do lose Um Exat if they So if Exat wins in regulation, they have a hundred percent chance if they win in overtime It goes down to a 37 percent chance Ooh. if they lose in overtime. It's six percent and if they lose right out, they, they have no chance of making it. It's literally 0%. I think Oxygen is going to gatekeep that. I mean, they're, they're not going to go in. They're not going to go in cathartic or anything. They're just they're going to be like, this is why we're the number one team in NAL. I think, I think it's going to be a statement 7-2 win over Exet. All right. You see the jersey I got on. You know what it was made for. It's our SI jersey. Paying homage to our boy Spirits R6. Xset takes it down. Okay. That's uh I think, I think Jake's just doing everything the opposite of everybody. I know. This week. Nah, I just I just noobsy's not very smart, so I kinda gotta go against, uh, against I gotta what he go says. with Noobsy here. I gotta go with uh the oxygen gatekeeping this. I think Xset they've been a good team. You know, I think they got a lot of fraggers. You know, I think not having their full-time coach behind them is going to hurt in such a stressful situation. Uh, I don't think it's enough. I think Oxygen would rather shut out Xset now. Because um, I think Xset's a real wild card when it comes to international play. Because a lot of them are gunners. Like, they... I mean, we've seen it. Like, the, the day we played them at uh, Stage 1, and we got rolled on, rolled on Chile because they were just gunning so hard. And it's like, well... I think that's scary and we saw them even at the last major they had some a good showing and i think against international competition that's probably somebody they want to keep out they'd rather play against people they can predict um i mean end of the game i'm sorry end of the day they're i think oxygen takes it but i think it's going to be a real close game i think it's like seven five i don't think it goes to ot but i think it's really close and then Last game of the day, Astralis versus SSG, another big one. Um, Astralis are currently fourth place, so regulation win put them up to 16 points. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, that's going to be tough. They're they're sitting better, but if they lose in regulation, it's a 0.4% chance. Ooh. So if you're telling win, me there's a chance? There is a chance. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm going to think... I'm gonna go ahead with my prediction. I think Space Station takes it. Yeah, it's gonna Let's be go it's gonna be a tough crawl for them, but they and even if they win in regulation, they Space Station only has a 79% chance of making it. So their game relies heavily on everyone else. So Space Station yeah. need to take the W. Um, I think again that's gonna be a, a non-OT game. I mean it can't go to it can't go to OT. So Space Station like seven five again if if they're gonna take it. Um 
don't know i'm pretty 50 50 on this i think astralis is gonna take it they've just looked the better team uh but yeah space station can't let that go and even if it does they're gonna be rooting for whoever they need to win like that that's how scary the nal is right now it's so close that it's so hard to tell who needs who to win Who do you guys think? Who you got taking it? Astralis or uh, SSG? I think we we both said SSG are taking it. Yep. It's gonna oh, be space sorry. Station. I must have fucking <laughs> blanked out there. All right. So that's the games you. for Playday 9. Oh, thank you, Jake. Thank you. I can, I can go on living. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a real hype day. I think we're all going to end up watching every single game. I think it's just going to be one of those days. Um, well, I think I'm I'm probably good for the PB game, and then <laughs> yeah, probably be be off of it. I mean, I suppose it depends what happens with the PB game. Like, if if we if we yeah. do win in regulation and we lock in our spot, then I guess I can probably chill out a little more. But if it goes yeah, to I like mean, OT, then I mean, I might have it on in the background, but I know that the uh, Gamers Without Border Rocket League event Saudi Arabia will be during that as well. Yeah, that's uh. What do you here? You later in the show. Later in the later in the show. Well, okay. I, I had I had I had the transition for it, so I, I threw it out there. We Sorry, we'll come back to it. We'll come back order. to it. Yeah, dude. Dumb. But uh, I mean, <laughs> wrong. Um, yeah. So I mean, what I've got written here in correct order is uh, if you guys be, I'm, you guys don't follow CS:GO much, right? Yeah, I was wondering what this one was about. I just yeah. watched. I just felt like talking about it a little. Um, I've been watching I like it a lot. Watching it, but yeah. I don't know anything about it. Uh, that's what's neat about CS. Like CS is so interesting because it's regardless of what you play, it seems to all. I mean, it is always the esport to break numbers, but you know, it's like got some of the smaller prize pools in tier one. Uh, but no, it's been interesting. I just kind of curious. You know, kind of thing for the comments too. If anybody has been watching any of the uh, Intel Intel Extreme Masters, you know what what's been the highlights, what's been the lowlights. I know for me, G two losing today was actually pathetic. But well, that's yeah. We'll just skip this topic. But it's a good segue right to an ex CS:GO pro player, uh, then Twitch streamer, then Mixer streamer, and then back to Twitch, and now pro Valorant player Shroud joining Sentinels. That's I'm so pumped. Brown's a fucking gunner. That dude doesn't matter what he plays, he's elite at it. He's just one of those guys. Anything where he has to click ahead, he clicks ahead. You want a hot I mean, take? Go ahead. I think I don't think they're gonna be great. Yeah, I, I I don't think well, he's gonna make a difference. Actually, let me let me rephrase. They're either gonna have a storyline like victory in LCQ kind of like when they got tens like just right off the gate they did that big deal with cloud nine for tens and then that was like what the last thing that they won was the first event with them yeah so either they do really well to start and it fades off or i think it could be the reverse where they start off slow and then once he actually gets into it i think he can be a difference maker <laughs> yeah i think i don't know like i mean i love shred as a streamer i love them as a csgo pro even back like the m m eclipse days and it's like I just don't think it's the right play. I mean, he obviously misses competing, right? So, yeah. I mean, he wouldn't have come back otherwise. Um, but I just don't think he's the 
gunner i don't think the problem with sentinels is a gunner i mean they have gunners but oh yeah he's playing like smokes, i think they said yeah but i just i don't know i just don't think it's the play and you know for sentinels regardless this is going to be such a huge org sign regardless because mm -hmm. he's streaming he's rocking your merch you know it's big news it's good for everybody in the org i just don't think it's going to be the team i i just I, I reckon give him maybe a couple of qualifiers and then he might just be like, yeah, I remember why I hated this. I want to go be back to being a millionaire. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a variety of reasons for why, but they obviously signed him for a for good a reason. reason. Yeah. Whether it's just they're rocking the merch, getting views, getting numbers, or maybe he has been scrimming with them and he's been doing really well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I that's the big thing. I want to be shocked. Like when I watch yeah. their first game, if I'm surprised, I'll take it all back. I'll literally take it all back and say, you know, it was a fantastic move. But, I mean, they're gonna get more fans for sure. Like oh, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna have probably the biggest fan base for Valorant. So well, currently, um, I mean, having tens in his disciples and then yeah. Shroud and his disciples. That's so they're gonna they're gonna be that team. Yeah, and they it's gonna boost everything. It's gonna boost merch. It's gonna boost views. Oh, yeah. Like, you really can't blame them for the, the decision either. Um, but speaking of Valorant, because I just want that was a quick short topic. Um, <laughs> Twitter seemed to have some problems with Valorant lately, and that was with the X at Twitter. Um, what what was the whole Stewie two K thing? Because I saw that they had to delete it, but I I did not understand. <laughs> So for so yeah for Jake and Boy. for anybody else who hasn't seen this, Xet decided to tweet. Yeah, I know, right? Xet <laughs> decided to post a tweet saying that Stewie 2K had officially joined the Valorant roster, and it was a joke and it was a meme, um, but it was a bit of a poor timing meme, meme, and it was a bit too official looking for, mm. you know, a meme, um, but. You know, I can get a poor tweet and, you know, sometimes you just, especially on an, or, an org account, you can just tweet some stupid shit and you're like, I'm um, sorry, you know, that was a bad call being there. Trust me. Like Gert. <laughs> yeah. Can we, can we talk about that for a second? We're going to have to find the picture or something and show it, but. Noobsy and I got access to the PV account for one day. Noobsy ruined it. Tweeted at the Atlanta Gladiators a picture of gabe gertler on a go-gurt because his name was gert and uh tweeted it and then i realized oh my god i <laughs> sent that from the Bellum account um oh, and then i deleted it but the notification i know ty ty has notifications oh, yeah. on lock and he's he the moment i saw that i was like oh this was meant to be on his personal <laughs> and, and then llama was like out of the office for the day and then he comes back and he goes what did you do and i was like nothing <laughs> i didn't do anything but yeah. yeah back to what you're saying but no yeah um you know i get it like some stuff like that is just tweeted poorly and you know there's i mean that's it right um but some of the responses dude are fucking whack um and i i that's me saying it lightly um people took the to oh, pitchforks against this guy um and they were like oh you know you know sending him all this these death threats and it's like dude it's a fucking meme tweet 
Like, yeah. They were sending death threats to Stewie or to Exad? No, to Exad. Because Stewie even oh, woke okay. up, like, Stewie was obviously sleeping, woke up to see all the notifications and was like, haha, woke up and I was on Exad. Um, oh, obviously crap. joining the meme a little bit. But, like, people are taking this way too far. And, like, even some of the big journalists are like, you know, this is pathetic doing this on an org account. And it's like, okay, it was a poor, it was a poor tweet. Right, especially with all that's going on in Stewie in the CS scene, with all the coaching stuff and um, all that drama. But it's like to post that and then to actually like go after this kid and publicly—I shouldn't say kid, sorry, because I'm pretty sure he's older than me. Um, but to go after Whatever. this guy and you know flame him, get people to send him death threats over a tweet. Really, we're gonna be mad about a meme tweet. I get people that's may have people got excited. Down. But like, no, that's what pathetic. that's what people do because they're they're hiding behind a phone. Uh, I know ninety percent of the stuff that gets said on Twitter would never be said in public. Yeah, that's because you can you have anonymity. So, yep, and it's it just blows my mind. Like seeing some of the stuff he's posted, and like showing some of the responses, it's like, dude, like. You know he they they apologized for the tweet and it's like what else what else do you want like there, nothing can be undone it was a meme like yeah no I, I a meme but who cares just get into their point? feelings honestly people get like, into their feelings yeah I, I just don't get it I don't get it at all but oh well we move on we, we do, do move, move on indeed and then we're gonna Fucking go back we to ball. <laughs> But we are going to go back to a topic we touched on last week because, uh, you know, it was just wrapping up. Uh, RLCS Major. What are we thinking about that? That was, was critical. Amazing. Locked it down with that roster and they brought it home. That, that's huge because now it makes people realize that, you know, this is not just a meme. This is not just something, you know, oh, he just thought, I'm going to try it out, whatever. I'm memeing around. Like, the amount of love that he has for this org and this team really shows in his watch party. And the mm. fact that his watch party stream gets almost as many views as some other regions, you know, ROCS streams, it's kind of crazy. Um, he really loves that roster. Um, they're a very good team. They've, they've been a good team for going on, you know, nine months now. So it's just like, you know, I think Moist is going to be around for a while. Um, kind of disappointed. Especially they're so young. Like, yeah. I think two of them are 16, right? Yeah, their team yeah. average is like 16 years old. But yeah. very disappointed showing from BDS. It was abysmal. But, um, you know, I think there's a new king of EU. I think the interesting part too, right, about Moist is like we touched on it last week. Where I had said, like, you know, does this bring any legi legitimization to the org? Yeah. And it does. Like, I've already seen. Absolutely. It's been, what, a week now? Like, roughly. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I've already seen posts, you know, you know, Moist getting a lot more traction in people looking at them as a legitimate org. And, you know, sure, throw the funny name aside. People are actually talking about them. People are talking about their team. Let's get wet. <laughs> Hashtag let's get wet, baby. Uh, but no, speaking of... Be... Sorry, no, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to touch on another thing. This this major showed a lot of... It's not just, you know, Moises here to stay, but there's a lot of other teams that are kind of showing up. I mean, 
just on this uh this major alone we had two three three teams that are in quote unquote minor regions showing up big i mean and then not even counting team falcons from mena but you know there's there's three or four teams that kind of surprised everybody um you know not so much gaming gladiators did a lot better than what i thought an apac team could do um almost made it out of their group but i mean and then then you have team falcons was probably the biggest surprise they've always been good but yeah that was their first showing of having their full roster like ocala not being able to play in the fall and then the visa issues in the winter so like for them to go all the way to grand finals through upper bracket yeah like that's that's a feat in itself and once once moist got um a couple wins in in that first series i figured they were gonna win it because yeah. moist has the experience moist has the momentum but falcons was falcons was getting gritty they were yeah they were winning hard games and uh kind of disappointed that that london crowd is not going to be in dallas i think it's going to be a different vibe and it's going to be mm. still amazing but i think it's not going to be as electric as the copper box yeah i mean copper box is an iconic rlcs venue the season five yeah. justin goal like one of the most the iconic just moments insane. in esports um but yeah like just to touch on the minor regions being like a lot better this season that makes it really exciting for worlds seeing as like south america acquired an extra spot there's the extra spot to uh, middle east north africa so there will be three teams from there two teams from sub-saharan africa two teams i believe from apac, APAC both north and um, south get to go i think only two from oce i could be mistaken there but yeah i mean there's going to be a plethora of new teams that like haven't been able to show what they can do on the international stage and i think that's going to be really exciting it'll be the first time uh sorry to cut you off again be the <laughs> no, first time good. we see sub-saharan africa yeah ever only, yeah internationally i i think what it also shows too and again from like a non-rocket league person point of view is it is so close to nipping on the heels of tier one esport. It's so close. Yeah. Dude. Like the competition getting better, you know, you seeing it globally being competitive. It's just becoming so much closer. And obviously I know a lot of people think like from an e like an actual business esports point of view, we all three of us know Rocket League still isn't tier one. I mean, I'm sure a lot of Rocket League fans admit that it's not tier yeah. one. Yet. But it is so close and even seeing all those regions competing at the levels that they are keeping or sorry playing at is really impressive and it just means rocket league's got like two more baby steps to take and it will be tier one well let me ask this then what do you think those baby steps are to breach into tier one i i think for me it's prize pool but i don't mean just That's... for those big events that's always been my my number one and i think secondly i think it i don't know i mean they've got the weird thing is right so actually i'll stick on number one for now because i do have a couple of points for it but the prize pools are so small compared to you know the viewership it gets the global traction yeah. but my biggest problem is the sponsors psionics gets 
they partner with some huge companies yeah and you're telling me we can't push that price pool way a- above Exxon like, mobile 7-eleven verizon just to name a few ford Those are massive nascar ford, Na- like, ford lamborghini mclaren <laughs> like yeah and it's like if we if we can partner with these F1. why not just directly oh, partner with one I'm for a major yeah uh and i i think the second step would be so we are seeing that we're seeing the development of those minor regions but i still think that there's still a little bit that they need to go to get on that level because going off like r6 correct me if i'm wrong but like at these international lands and like si and stuff like that any team from any region like you wouldn't be shocked if they stepped up no, so yeah, if, they, if they've made it to SI, yeah. there's a, I mean, there's a couple, there's always like one or two teams. Oh, yeah, but. yeah, yeah. But like for RLCS, it's like, I would I think, put my life savings down on an OCE SAM or APAC team to win. Like, there's no way that they're going to win it all. Yeah. Like, you just, it's not going to happen. If I'm not mistaken, that is the first non either eu eu or naeu or Mm nana final that's the first time a final has had another team not eu or na i think it even goes to semi-final too yeah that's the farthest a a minor region has made and i don't want to say minor but that's a non-naeu region has made it in a Mm -hmm. tournament and they made grand finals so it's very big for rocket league um i know i would assume uh you know the prize pool for the splits for APAC and SSA were very very small um i think i think next season it, the prize pool is probably going to increase quite a I, bit i think because, across the board it will yeah, yeah i wouldn't even be surprised if it's doubled to be i honest. think with with how well the entirety of the 2021 2022 season is gone i just don't see a way that they don't up it. Just, i mean it, it's been going up every year but I think it will take an exponential jump from where it has been growing. Yeah, and I think the, the second baby step it needs to take, and it, it sounds like a big step, but it's really not, is more esports integration internally. And what I mean by that is like in client. So you see with CSGO, you know, if there's a game on, literally in the top right, it'll say, oh, you know, live now, click here, and it'll take you right to Twitch, or you can even watch it in-game. Um, uh, they, they have that on the UI. And okay. you can do it in, in Fortnite. Game. And you can do it in Fortnite. <laughs> you, I'm being serious. You can do it in Fortnite. There but, is a creative hub that takes you to the game. But what I mean as well is, like, the, the additional things with the CS brings. So, obviously, like, the, the live now and stuff, but then an actual esports page where you can do, like, you know, when a CS major comes around, you can do what's called pick'em challenges. And I think more yeah. interaction for viewers and also more rewards for viewers. Yeah, more than just having drops. Yeah, and even watching. drops for yeah. Rocket League. Like, I mean, as a casual fan, like, I obviously don't play Rocket League. So when it says I've got a Rocket League drop, they need to rename that shit too. Because when I get that drop, I have no fucking clue what I just got. Because it's not mm-hmm. like, it doesn't just say like Rocket League you know, pack or something or box or whatever. But like, I don't even remember what it's called, but I know it's not very clear. Like, and it's like, I don't yeah, know. It's I just, just drop. Yeah. 
Well, I don't even think well, here. Let me see if I can pull it up because it's always confused me But maybe I've just never watched it at the well, right time the, the thing is is that there's different ones like the only ones that are really worth getting are goal explosions and decals and you'll get like an avatar border or Yeah, like a topper and like, bro. I've watched for eight hours. And you gave me a hat Yeah <laughs> Which like I I really do like the the decal from this year but guess like, what i'm excited for dude. i only got one and it was in lime oh nice guess what i'm excited for going to worlds because i have two world tickets i'm at minimum gonna get one code for exclusive wheels and you can only get them when you have a world so now i have two sets and if nice. i'm not mistaken i believe my girlfriend gets a code too and she's gonna get it for her side swipe car hell yeah or hear me out i'll <laughs> give her 10 bucks and i can use it on my rocket league account or i think you should propose that idea or noobs he gets a spare code and okay. sells it here we go we're gonna do this live paisley if we get a code for the exclusive rocket league wheels would you let jake pay you ten dollars to let them let him use your code for his car she said no <laughs> I'm gonna use it for sideswipe, but the game's gonna be done in like 30 days. <laughs> oh man. No, I'm just kidding. She said yes, actually. <laughs> thank you, Paisley. That's why I like you better than Michael. He said thank you, Paisley. That's why he likes you better than Michael. Alright, now you're being weird. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean I think there's a lot of like a little esports steps. The game. I mean, and yeah. this isn't just Rocket League. Lot, lots of games have fallen behind on this, but you know, I think the pick em more more interaction for esports where they can give like like I said, the pick 'em challenge is perfect. You know, you make your predictions for matches and stuff, and you get a box in game or you know a goal explosion for Rocket League, and it's it not only does it keep esports viewers entertained and you know boost your numbers as well when events are on, but it also brings a lot of casual fans in too because casual fans want these goal explosions and the only way for them to get them is to predict right. So yeah, yeah that would be sick. Like if you I, get one thing that I really want to see and I want to see it in all esports because I think it's only in Apex and I think Moose and I talk about it every time we're watching an R6 game is in Apex they will tap into like the team chats and oh. hear them and there's there's a big enough delay in it that like it doesn't affect you know the upcoming game or if they catch something that you know can't can be said yeah. yeah yeah but it's like they're in a heated battle and they'll switch the ps uh, the pov to tsm and they'll just be screaming comms like you hear what actually goes inside like going on live and hearing that because like yeah you can look up comms videos for like Reddles always post space stations but like Imagine being able to flip back and forth between the two teams playing and hearing what their That'd comments be are huge. sounding like. That'd be sick. I, I think that is the sickest thing about ALGS and what Apex has going on because it is so cool. Yeah, CS and uh, CS and League do the same thing, and it, it's such a right. little thing, but it it, it changes the it's experience. So cool because you it's feel so cool. the. You know, a lot of the time you can see emotion on their body, like you know, if they're down and out, they look down and out, mm. but you don't get to hear that hype all the time. So when you get to hear that, you feel the adrenaline, you know the stakes. Sure, you're going to find them out eventually. Like you said, you're going to watch one of those calm videos and boom, you know after the fact. But live and during, you know, you see the previous round and you hear the hype. 
like yeah like it's part i mean you explained it perfectly that's yeah. exactly what like plus those comms videos it. are so edited like yeah you're not gonna hear everything. you only yeah. hear the highs yeah, yeah i, I want to hear because i love i love that in sports i love it in you know esports like too. i think it'd likes. be sick i think it'd be like i think it would be sick to hear the columns of both teams of that moist goal yeah. to send them to top four from the lower bracket they you missed it scooter but game seven overtime two and a half minutes it's three three after moist scored with nine seconds left on a botched kickoff you know they send it to ot and then moist does a musty flick and bounces off the crossbar then one of the other guys cleans up the rebound i would have loved to hear that calm go off because mm. we saw what uh critical was doing he was oh, screaming yeah. and dancing. He was screaming so but, i can't imagine yeah. what those players were feeling and then you can hear the arena I, I think it adds to a lot more because one thing that people don't appreciate about esports is they don't understand what's going on live just like the same thing as like with football you don't really appreciate all of the quarterback sees until you hear a mic'd up you know version of him calling a play and then in the huddle you can hear him say hey i'm reading this defender he's doing this you know we're going to switch it up like you have more appreciation for what a player is actually doing when you can hear them live of you know what's going on yeah and you know speaking of teams that kind of impressed us and you know hearing that stuff in esports uh, i know we talked about it last week kcp kind of being a little impressive um for you guys and uh you know kcp have, have managed to stay in our news book this week um as a few other orgs but uh kcp wanted probably some of the most hype halo stuff you know has come out of them audience wise um and they did get declined for the halo hcs partner program um I mean, I've got my take, but I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna go on a bit of a rant. So I'll let you guys go first if you wanna, if you have anything you wanna put in. I think you, I think I know where you're gonna go. So I'm, a, I'm not gonna let you, or I'm gonna still, I'm not gonna steal your thunder. <laughs> but I, I do understand why fans, why fans don't see it. Uh, why don't, why they don't understand it. Um, but I'm gonna let you take it. Uh, from a league ownership standpoint, I understand why they didn't. Yeah, Jake, you want to add anything? Um, yeah, I was just going to say, so like, I mean, you see what they did for the Halo scene. Like, they picked up that team during what, like Halo 4 or something like that, like before yeah, the new Halo came out. Before Halo came out. Um, and then for the KC Major, and they got like Kansas City Royals involved, Kansas City Chiefs uh, helped out at the venue. All that stuff like they did so much for halo and i also probably know where you guys are going to go for that uh but my two or yeah like my two senses what is it three four three is that the guy yeah three four three yeah. he he probably just looked at it and say they don't have enough numbers opposed to maybe some of these other teams whereas what they did for the community for these events he just kind of neglected that um that's you know my quick little before the conversation <laughs> yeah so i just wanted to get my little piece out and then i'll let scooter Take yell at the audience all right 
and I will say for this episode and for the people listening, Khan, obviously, <laughs> obviously they understand where I'm coming from because I did go on a little bit of rant about the HCS partner program uh, internally when we were all just chatting. Um, now, obviously, these orgs come, and especially orgs like KCP, they you know they pick up this team for a long time since Halo Four, and you know the team itself is good. They show a lot. You know, new Halo comes out even better you know halo's just been revitalized and everybody's excited but i also still understand that kcp is a relatively new org now i know it sucks for fans and i know this goes for every org i know it sucks for fans to hear their team didn't get accepted into the partner program but even big orgs who don't currently have halo teams probably applied for the partner program and the way 343 looks at that is, well, what org, you know, if they have to force the hand and get, like, decline teams like KCP, the players are just going to get bought. It's as simple as that. Um, and I think the tough part is people, the, the fans and audiences, it, it does hurt. I mean, it'd be the same thing if PB got declined from a, a partner program. We'd all be upset, but... You have to look deeper than just your fan base because, you know, you can bring hype to a game and a fan base to a game and do a lot for it. But where I think a lot of these orgs that got declined and, you know, on social, they throw these question marks saying, you know, we don't know why, you know, we just got declined. That's all we know. They one, they must know more. And two, I can tell them where it is if they don't know if they want to talk to me i'll happily talk to anybody um but a big thing i've seen lacking across is it's content you know what can your org do for this partner program like if you have a team and that's it and you have a fan base that's nothing for a partner program they're looking for you know that you push your merch religiously um your content is coming out for all of your teams they want to see what you do for the, your players they want to know you know if content's coming out, how much of it is Halo? And a lot of these orgs haven't posted in like six months. So a partner program's gonna look at that and go, well, you know, there's no coverage of our game. There's no boot camps. There's no behind the scenes. There's no highlights. There's not even stream highlights. There's not even other game highlights. And they have a few teams. All these orgs that go to client have a few teams and there's nothing on their YouTubes. Sure, they, there might be, a, there there will be other factors of monetary value so you know maybe they just don't bring in enough money as an org to realize that you know maybe maybe a hundred thieves have been sitting in the background and going you know we want to play against optic again and uh we want to play against them in halo and they go hmm okay well we're just gonna try and apply for a spot we don't have a team yet but you know we'll make something work and they'll look at that and if three four three will literally go hmm okay well it's a hundred thieves so they can literally buy any roster they want and that's the thing if these orgs are the ones getting declined not the players sure it does suck but these players are going to be released from their their current contracts or dropped depending what the org does um or they'll get bought out and they'll end up on a not i'm not going to say a bigger org because there are the, the big orgs did get declined but the orgs that are providing the most if they don't have a team and if they do have a team you know it's a different story like but i don't know i just think it's it's really weird because it sucks to see a lot of it sucks for the orgs first of all 
because you know it does suck getting declined from any partner program um but it also sucks kind of seeing some of the you know spam that's ended up towards 343 like oh you know let us in and it's like well they've made their decision yeah it, it might suck to hear but if you force your hand they're one gonna be really annoyed about it and they're not gonna like you forcing your audience on them and two they're also they're also just gonna either be glad with their decision or kind of just go well sorry <laughs> i mean there's really not much to say um i don't know i think you guys like you guys have heard me go on about it a lot and i'm probably going to run in circles here but i, th I think content's a big thing and i think pe people in esports really undervaluate content um and i guess the easiest way to look at it if anybody here is wondering why um i'll sum it up in one sentence essentially what are you what are your fans doing when they're not watching your games that's it if you don't have a match this week what are they doing they're i can guarantee you they're not floating around your twitter they're watching a stream <laughs> or watching youtube and if you're not posting you're doing something wrong especially six months i'm sorry that is kind of shots fired but if you haven't posted in six months, you have a serious problem of your class and yourself as a tier one org. Yeah, that's I mean, the other than so just pulled up the the YouTube of them. Uh funny enough, uh they actually um posted three months ago when they got their uh Sorry, three months team. Ago. But then the la other than that, the last thing they did was the the halo documentary part one and yeah, then uh, the, mo yeah, the most um, recent was their podcast from yesterday i i think i'm, I'm assuming you're talking about kcp just yeah, yeah we're, we're, we'll be we'll be blaming what i figured and sorry um, i just want to cut you off real they, quick okay all right, just, just to say that obviously we're talking about kcp directly here obviously this is not shots towards them their work ethic or anything I love Mark. I love all the people I've got to speak to over at KCP. This is just Much my observation, observation, mm -hmm. sorry, of maybe why there was a, a decline for the partner program. Sorry, Jake, go on. Yeah, um, so what I was going to say is their content, they, they put a lot of content on Twitter that they could easily post on other social medias. Like, they posted like a two and a half minute clip of their experience at the London event for RLCS. Yeah. Throw that up on Instagram reels, throw that up on YouTube, throw that up on TikTok. And I think that's one thing that, you know, to, to, you know, if we're, you know, talking blatant about, you know, other orgs, that's something that, you know, we brought you here to do scooter is that was one thing that has been lacking for a while and we brought it back and, you know, the highlights are back up. Uh, you have alluded that the team speak or whatever it's going to be, it's going to be back up and kicking soon. We have this podcast. We have a lot of stuff coming. And then you have TikToks and Insta Reels. And, uh, you know, it just needs to, you know, you get like what you said, we, we got to have eyes on us. We have to secure the attention. And it makes sense as to because 343 Industries wants the most attention on their yeah, they want their league to be a tier one. And yeah. if they want to be tier one, they have to have pulled the numbers of T1. And yep. the big thing with content, like, so let me, let me clarify something a little bit 
obviously with the rl you know behind the scenes their experience there and stuff that stuff does take a while to edit so i wouldn't be surprised if that comes yeah. out on their youtube but that's the problem the halo thing that's part one that was like six months ago if i remember correctly yeah where's part two um but also with me saying that that was just one example like i see plenty of stuff that goes up on their twitter yeah and yeah, yeah. They, they have people that stream like Cronovi, one of like the godfathers oh, oh. of rocket league yeah they have quite like a few content creators if i'm not mistaken yeah. and that's oh, the yeah. thing yeah they have one of the uh like they have some of the bigger rl creators like they could easily be doing stuff with them and their team and that's yeah. just obviously i'm using rocket league because that's like more of my focus like they could easily be putting out content for them. Yeah, and it's, and there's a lot of orgs that do and that. I, I mean, I've I've like seen interviews. Like I've spoken to some of the players on KCP, like Banana Head, Scrub, and Super Lucky. Like they're funny dudes. Like they're fucking hilarious. Post game and like they're Aussies. It's like they're sick. But like some of their post game interviews is just like it gets it gets a good laugh. Like they could be making content. Like that could be going up. Yeah, and obviously we're 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 not gonna touch on that because what it would be because that's not free. <laughs> what is it? No, I'm saying we're not to, we're not we're not gonna give ideas too much because that's uh you know that's that's for our minds. But yeah, we 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 can delete that if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's fine. Like that's, but that's what I mean though. Like there need there there's a problem when you haven't posted in six months and what you last posted was part one to a documentary, especially if you're applying for a Halo partner program. Like if you're trying to keep your Halo fans enticed to your org, where's part two? Yeah, and I, I can't bash on them, and I'm not bashing on them. I'll clarify that as well. Um, but yeah, you can't sit there and say like, oh, we don't know why we got declined. Con, I can guarantee you, content's the big red flag because I know from my own experience, content is looked at so heavily that if you're not posting you're really not bringing anything new to the table because they don't need Twitter because they'll have every org that's in the partner program tweeting. Yep. They don't yep. need, you know, they don't need a Twitch stream because they, they run their own Twitch stream. They need attention to the actual storylines of esports. They need people to get deep into it. They want to get involved. And if you're, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to leave it at that. I, I think that's kind of it for that topic. I just think there's a lot of, the, and I, I singled out KCP a lot here, but there, I've seen a few orgs that have been declined as well that are in a very, very, very similar boat. Um, uh, yeah, that was no. just the, the that's biggest just the one that, shocker because they've yeah. done a lot for Halo. Yeah, that's the biggest shocker. And I think it's, it's the one that caught fans the biggest. Um, and obviously it's the, it's the Oregon Halo that I know the most only because I've spoke to Mark and I've spoke to a couple of people at KCP. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see where we go from here. I, I think there's going to be a big shock and I think, I think KCP will make a big move next because if they don't, I think the Halo news will be swept under the rug because as soon as they announce the teams that are actually part of the partner program, I think people are going to be surprised because I think it's going to end up being like optic phase. Um, you know, maybe a hundred thieves makes a surprise appearance. Um, you know, sentinels might show up. Um, but all these orgs that have already got a huge content, because the thing is they don't have to post halo content. They yeah. just need the orgs con 
well org to be posting content yeah it doesn't and need I'm to sure be three, four, direct like i'm halo. sure 343 is aware that the viewership for halo is yeah it's like, not you, the best you go, you go on you go on twitch and like the live views that they have on that and that's just i'm just using twitch as an example are low yeah. they're terrible but i mean i mean we'll yeah i think i'm just gonna leave it there i think for the comment section this week if you guys want to give us your take if you've been following the kcp hcs or yeah hcs news uh let us know what you think who do you think is going to be part of the part who do you think is going to be part of the partner program um oh, that was hard to say um <laughs> and then i mean really from us you guys got any last two minutes things uh just if uh you know they got they got comments drop them in there you know any questions or if anything comes up throughout the week you know drop a question on the video we'll probably talk about it next week um yeah, maybe we'll yeah, start I mean, doing that. Maybe much... we'll start doing a yeah, segment. We need, to, we need to get some. We need to get some Q and A going. I, I love Q and A. We need to. We need to do that. I imagine a so. lot of it'll be siege questions to begin with, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. When's the next jersey? <laughs> and oh, only that's for next week. Yeah, I know another we'll question that I'm not gonna say just because it's not gonna be worth it. But who's gonna make it? Scooter, you can edit this out if you want. When's the gun skin? <laughs> oh, God. are you guys getting a gun uh, skin? Yeah, we've had that one a lot. Yeah, I'm so yeah. mad. So I'm saying, edit that out, that one out if you want to. But now nah, we'll <laughs> leave that one in. So we'll just uh, we'll call it there. And a huge thank you to our sponsors: React, Compete, Guru, ShakePay, Zowie, and Raven. Obviously, with them, it helps make uh, Parabellum tick, and the podcast. Well, we get to keep being uh, doofuses. So. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, I think we got one more week until the live episode. That's going to be, we said it last week, but I'm going to say it again. That's going to be a cluster. Um, That's going to be terrible. And then, yeah, well, maybe if something huge comes out right before uh, this episode comes out, we'll we'll have to talk about it next week. But uh, enjoy. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Later.